Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Haley Sohn, nutritionist, weight loss expert. There's a super convenient lawnmower like right outside my window. (laughs) So hopefully that's not too distracting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyways, today we're talking about saying no to the break room cookies Somebody said this on one of our coaching calls, and I feel like the analogy of break room cookies is just so perfect for cravings, emotional eating in general, because it just pops up. We're not expecting it. We didn't think it would happen today. And yet we walk into that break room and there's a plate of cookies and we're like, oh, crap. What now? Because my brain is going to go crazy and I don't know how to handle it. So that's what this episode is all about. Diving into what do we do when the unexpected thing pops up? How do we manage that? How do we get through it? I really want everyone here to feel like they can face a plate of unexpected cookies or whatever your thing is. You insert your brain's like go-to food, whatever that is, insert it for the cookies. But I want you to feel like you can face that plate of unexpected cookies and just calmly walk away, calmly say no feel really confident that that can pop up at any time. You know how to handle it. It's not a big deal. And it's not going to derail you. It's not the end of the world. I really remember this time when it did feel like the end of the world. When I I was like scared of (laughs) something like that happening. Like, God forbid, I have to look at you know, a bag of potato chips or a plate of cookies because there's nothing I can do to stop myself. It was kind of an awful place to live in my brain because I felt like I had no control. I felt like the only control that I could have was to isolate myself, (laughs) was to try harder to not be exposed to cookies was to, you know, generate more willpower, like the traditional diet things that that you think about when you think about going on a diet 
and you're following their list of foods or their number of points or macros, what do they tell you about tempting foods? (sighs) It's kind of like, just don't go near them or always have like a substitution on you, which is so interesting because well, I did a whole podcast on substitution. So go back and listen to that one. But but there's no real tools for you to understand what's happening in your brain. Like I that's what I really wanted to know. You know, as a nutritionist when I was going through this myself, so I had previously, you know, spent my career prescribing diets and then when I was in this situation myself where my brain was kind of like let's eat, let's eat, let's eat the diets didn't work. And I was like, where is this coming from? Why does my brain keep going there? I didn't even realize it was my brain at first, which sounds so weird. I was just like, something's wrong with me. There's something going on that I am always thinking about food. Like, where does this come from? And why is it happening? And what can I actually do about it? It felt like such a mystery and it felt so kind of um, like it would just happen to me randomly and I didn't know what to do about it or how to stop it or how to move out of it. So that's a lot of what we're going to be kind of diving into today. Like what is going on and how you can move forward and actually live your life. My other goal for you is to be able to just live your life and not be thinking about food all the time and be able to just walk away from, from the thing that you used to really crave and really think about and really obsess over just to be like, I can take it or leave it, which is totally possible. And I know right now me saying that to you might sound like I'm completely insane and there's no way that you could ever get there. You actually can. It's a matter of training your brain, laying down new neural pathways so that your brain is actually in another place. And it doesn't do the same things that it's doing right now, which is so crazy. I just got off a coaching call with my clients and uh, Lucy, actually, who you've heard from on a previous podcast episode, she's incredible. She was saying today, she's like, this is just, I'm in a different place. Like I am calm. I am confident. It's easy. It's effortless. I don't have to think about it. It just gets easier and easier. Like, and she had gone through some trials, you guys like this. She had gone through. We, we coach on a lot of different things, a lot of di- through a lot of different places for her where she was getting hung up. She lost some weight. And then she hit this plateau and she was like really struggling. And then she broke through the plateau and all of a sudden it's like, boom, it's just done. Like her brain has made this change. It's made this shift and she's just in another place. She's like, this is a whole other Lucy. It's so easy. It's so effortless. She's still losing weight, but her brain has like, laid down those pathways and it's just 
that's what I want for you. That's what I want you to understand that you can get to that place. So that was kind of a little bit of a rant that I didn't intend to go into. <laughs> so, all right, back to the break room cook, break room cookies. Um, so what I hear, what I used to feel, what everyone tells me about the break room cookies. Again, this is like insert your tempting food or tempting situation. You know, if you always take the same path home and you usually stop in the drive-thru and your brain's like, time to go to the drive-thru and you're trying not to, insert that. Or you're, it's Netflix and chill time. Your brain's like, let's get out that bag of chips. Time to eat some chips. So insert your thing. But what we think is the problem is the food. A lot of times we try to cut that food out of our life. And I did this before and I've talked to a lot of people who have told me, oh yeah, I I tried that. And that's kind of what diets are too. Like if if you find yourself overeating cookies, just don't eat cookies anymore. But what happens is your brain just finds the next thing. So on one discovery call, I was talking to this lady and she said, you know, I did this, I, it was like chocolate. And so I would cut out chocolate and then I would be eating, um, you know, my kids candy that they left around the house and I'd cut that out. And then I would be eating like licorice that I found in the back of the pantry. And it's so true. Your brain just goes on to the next thing because it's not really the cookies. It's not the candy. It's your brain. It just wants to get this dopamine. And it's looking for that from any type of food that it can't. It's, it's not like chocolate is the problem. It's what's going on in your brain. And we really have to take it back to the source in order to be able to truly move forward. And and I was going to say get rid of this, but truly, I was like, that's not a great way to phrase it, but kind of is. Like, take remove this from our lives where our brain is constantly trying to get dopamine from, from a food source. And we're always searching for that. And even if we say, I'm not going to have cookies anymore, it's like, okay, just the next thing, the next best thing, whatever that is. And this is why substitutions, again, aren't great because it just teaches your brain, okay, we're not going to have cookies, but we are going to have unlimited protein bars. (laughs) So you can still get your dopamine from food. We're not teaching our brain that like, this isn't how we act anymore because we're just on to the next thing. We're we're still using food to solve a problem in our brain as opposed to teaching our brain, this isn't how we solve problems. Food is not a part of our problem solving. So that's kind of one thing I hear. It's like people, I, I hear this a lot too. I just need my husband to stop bringing XYZ food into the house or my kids to stop bringing XYZ food into the house. If they could do that, then all of my problems would go away and I'd weigh exactly what I want. And the truth of it is that's not true. Your brain would just go finding 
that dopamine somewhere else. It would have you at the gas station, at the drive-thru, at the grocery store, digging through your pantry to find anything that was left over. So it's this isn't a husband or kid or family problem. It's a brain problem. And really, again, like taking it back to the brain is how you solve this and how you move out of this. I hear a lot, like, I just need the right diet to help me not want the cookies. Really, truly, the diet is not the problem and you don't need another diet. Most people that I work with have done multiple, multiple diets and none of them worked. It's not the diet. It is your brain. Your brain is looking to solve problems in food. And until you take it back to the brain and you can show it, this isn't how we, how we operate. It's not going to let that go. And that's why this feels so challenging. I think a lot of times is because that's, this isn't taught out there. Like this isn't out there. Nobody is talking about it. Oh, if your brain is craving cookies all the time, here's some actual real life tools that you can use (laughs) to retrain your brain so that you don't want to eat cookies all the time. It's like, no, here's just a list of foods that doesn't include cookies. Do that. (laughs) It's not the diet, you guys. It's not the diet. It's not the diet's problem or the diet's fault. It's going on in your brain and we have to take it back there. Um, I, and then I talk to my clients a lot about circumstances. So circumstances are things that are out of your control. This is what your husband does. This is your husband bringing boxes of Oreos into the house. This is your work being, you know, give, changing your deadlines or calling extra meetings. This is your kids not being cooperative. <laughs> These are the things that you don't have direct control over. The only thing that you actually have control over is how you think about that thing. So a lot of times people kind of think, we we think because we don't realize that we have a choice how we think about those things, that what we need to do is, is like isolate ourselves almost. Like I just need to go live in a cabin in the woods for like six months so that I can lose this weight. So that I don't run into my husband bringing cookies home, my kids being argumentative, my boss being (laughs) calling too many meetings or making my life hard. When really the solution is, is all in your head, it's all in your mindset. And that's where you really have power. And I like to remind my clients, like, don't give your power up to these things that are outside of you that you don't actually have control over. Take that back for yourself and realize that you can think about those things. You can create a mindset around those things that's really gonna serve you and help you get through this. That's what's really important. And I mentioned all those, you know, cookies, the kids throwing a fit, whatever, because a lot of times those will trigger us into eating. So, um, 
we have you know, that kind of emotional piece. Like we're going through an emotion that we're really struggling to process that feels really heavy or intense. And your brain will just start to say, okay, I know how to fix this. This doesn't feel good, but I know what does feel good. And that's a whole bunch of food, a whole bunch of snacks that's sitting on the couch with a bag of chips. That's going to fix it. Truly, that part of your brain thinks that it's helping. And almost it does. I mean, it does help for a, for a time, but it's not a long-term solution. And it's certainly not what you want if you're here. You want to weigh what you want to weigh and you want to feel like you have control over what's going into your mouth and you're not at the mercy of, I had a really stressful day and the only way that I know how to deal with that is with a pint of ice cream on the couch. So it's not removing, it's not quitting your job. Oh, this actually came up on our call today too, our coaching call today too. I think it was Lucy again. She was like, I actually, you know, I used to have this happen where there'd be somebody at work that I couldn't get along with, or I didn't like their personality. We didn't mesh together. And so I would quit the job and I'd go to the next next job. And I just started to realize that I could never get away from that person. They were always there. The only thing I had control over was how I thought about it. And it's so true. There's always going to be things that are happening, stressful, emotional things. Everybody on today's coaching call had something kind of emotionally intense that was going on in their life. And talking about how they were just managing that emotion without food. It's so important and it's so possible. So you don't need to remove those. You don't need to quit your job. You don't need to remove people from your life. You need to learn how to shift your mindset about those things. I hear a lot. I don't have enough willpower or motivation. I just need to get more willpower. I'm like, why on earth do you want more willpower? Willpower doesn't feel good when you're using it. It feels so tight and exhausting to me. And just like, this is not how I want to go through my days in a state of willpower. I want to go through my days in a state of ease and effortless and calm and confident, <laughs> not like gripping my knuckles <laughs> or what am I trying to say? Like um, clenching my fists and tightening my jaw, trying to, to say no to these cookies that I really want to eat. I really want to eat them, but I'm going to sit here and willpower it out with the cookies. We don't want that. You truly don't want that. We just think that that's what we need. And additionally, we also don't need a ton of motivation. I, I think when, if you're here, you have, if you're here listening to us, like you have enough motivation. You don't need more. You have enough motivation to be listening to us, be seeking out like guidance on how to lose weight and how to uh, change your brain or, or stop dieting or whatever it is. Just because you're not able to do that right now doesn't mean you need more motivation. It needs, it means that you need to understand your brain and how to 
fix what's going on in your brain. That's what you need. You don't need willpower or motivation. Additionally, motivation is is kind of exhausting. It's very high energy and we can't really keep it up for a long time. Just like we can't keep willpower up for a long time. We'll have a little bit of motivation. We'll have enough to get us going. And then what we want to focus on creating is longevity. Not like tons of motivation every day. And longevity is in confidence and calm and effortless. And I had a really good one on the tip of my tongue and I just, I forgot it. (laughs) That is, that's me today (laughs) on this coaching call. I was like starting sentences and then in the middle of them being like, I'm not sure where that was going. (laughs) Let me start over. It's just these late days of, pregnancy that are super fun and (laughs) brain just not working the way you're used to it working. Anyways, so (laughs) we don't need more willpower motivation. We don't need to avoid the situations, like avoid the break room, avoid having any sort of chips or cookies or tempting foods in the house, avoid, you know, our boss or change jobs. We don't need other people to change or situations outside of us to change. And there's also additionally nothing wrong with you. Cause I, I feel like diet and weight loss industry, the way it's set up, it's like, it's never the diet's fault. The diet and work you failed. Really, the diet doesn't provide the right tools to help you lose weight permanently, long-term, to help you change your brain, how you think about food. It gives you a list of foods and you stick to that list as long as you can in whatever way that you can, that your brain has come up with to allow you to do that. And then eventually... (laughs) Your brain just kind of steps back in and is like, yeah, we're going to do what we were doing because those are the neural pathways that are laid down. It's not your fault. You don't have the right tools. I think that's really important to understand. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. Your brain is doing what every other brain has done. You just haven't ever been shown how to actually deal with this so that you can change your brain and live in a brain that isn't trying to use food all the time. Um, And then, you know, we kind of touched on substitutions, but sometimes I hear I need to distract myself. So I I talk a lot about to my clients, especially um, I use something called this five-step process to, to manage cravings like in real time. And new people come in to work with me and they're like, but what's my action? How do I distract myself from this? Really? You don't need to distract yourself from the cookies. Like if you are exposed to the cookies and your brain's like, I really want to eat those. The solution isn't to run away and fill your mind with something else. So I used to do this, um, when I first started like really experiencing this, I would be 
at home in the evenings, every, you know, the day had kind of like calmed down and I, I had like all of this kind of stressful emotion that I didn't know how to handle it. My brain would be like, let's, let's eat the things. And I would just try to kind of like run around my house and distract myself from wanting to eat the things. So I would, I would like make teas. I would, um, you know, clean something. I would get in the car. I would go for a walk. I would take a bath. I tried all of those things. I tried journaling, just like doing something else other than thinking about the fact that my brain was like, let's eat. (laughs) And really it never worked. It made me want to eat more like that pushing that desire away made the desire stronger. Um, And it didn't teach my brain anything. It didn't teach my brain that, okay, you asking for food isn't working. Like distracting myself doesn't teach the brain that we just aren't going to ask for food anymore. If that makes sense. So you don't need to distract yourself better. (laughs) You really need to just understand what's happening in that moment and know how to process through it and know how to move on and feel confident that you can do that. So that's what we're going to get into now. So the real issue that's going on for you in these situations with the break room cookies is the toddler brain. That's how I refer to it. This is very simplified versions of what's going on in your brain because I really don't think it's important for you to understand the full science. We're just, we kind of overview it. Okay. So the toddler brain is kind of this old primitive part of your brain. It It's pain and pleasure based. It seeks out dopamine to feel good. It's why when we experience a negative emotion, our brain will be like, let's eat something. Because it's like, this feels bad and I know what feels good. And that's food. And for different people, it's different things. Not everyone's brain is going to food. There's a lot of other dopamine things out there. Like gambling is a great example. That's a common one. So you feel bad, negative emotion. That brain is like, let's go gamble. It's going to feel really good. But you, if you're here, your brain's like food. Food is it. It's going to feel amazing. And that's, so that's like emotional eating. And then it can also just be like, you see the food or you think about the food or you follow your certain habit and routine every day when the food would be coming up and your brain's like, now's the time that we get our reward. Kind of like a dog with like a 6 6 p.m. feed time. It's 6 p.m. I better get my food now. Time to get my food. Like I'm not going to let you forget that I'm over here with an empty bowl and it's time for me to eat. That's kind of what the toddler brain is doing. And what we've done unconsciously is reinforced to that part of our brain that food is a solution, that it works, and that when that part of your brain asks for it, it gets it. So if it's like a toddler and it says, mom, I want a candy bar. And you always give it the candy bar. 
it's going to keep asking because it knows like I, all I have to do is ask and I get this candy bar. It's you have unconsciously trained your brain that asking gets it what it wants. And asking, you might be like, doesn't just ask. Yes, it will throw a fit. It will um, bombard you. It will take over your brain space and thinking about it. But it knows, like, this is all I have to do. And I just keep escalating until I get what I want. And that works. That is brain training, my friends. You have You have trained your brain that way. And I want to untrain your brain and train it a different way. And you can actually completely 100% do that. And on the flip coin of this is we have our, our adult brain, our prefrontal cortex. This is the part of your brain that sets you apart from every other animal in the kingdom and the planet. It can set goals and think, think into the future. And it's the part of your brain that wants to lose weight. And that part of your brain is not in charge. That's what we want to be in charge, but your toddler brain right now is running the show. It's like, I want what I want and I always get it. <laughs> I want it right now and I know how to, I know how this works. And it's just completely drowning out this other part of your brain that's like, yeah, but I want to lose weight. It's why people come to me and say, I want to lose weight but I'm just eating these things. I don't know why, or I know better. I know better, but I'm still eating them. Yes. Cause you know better. There's that adult part of your brain, but then your toddler brain is truly the one running the show. So your cognitive brain is kind of sitting there on the sidelines watching this happen saying, I want to lose weight. I want to be in a different place. I don't want to be here. I don't want to eat those things. And you're eating them literally right then and there. And it's just, they're like shaking its head. Like, Oh my God, what is going on? Why is this happening? It feels like it's happening to you. So Truly, it's not. And there you can step into this place of being in control and having not having this happen to you. So what you need to do, this is what I teach my clients. It's a three-step process or kind of like three pillars of long-term successful weight loss by changing your brain. And the first one is a personalized weight loss plan. I'm not going to go into that too much in detail. That's just what I call it. But plan is the operative word here. This is how we put our cognitive prefrontal cortex adult part of our brain in charge is by planning. So I love this metaphor. I ask this to people all the time. If you have no plans to go to the gym today, so literally haven't thought about it, no gym bag packed, no time set aside to go to the gym. What are the odds that you find yourself at the gym? 10 out of 10 people say zero. There's no way you're going to find me at the gym if I haven't planned to go to the gym. Okay. So then why do we think that if we don't plan 
to eat healthy and plan to say no to cookies later today, that we're automatically going to do that. If you have no plan to think about your food today, to think about how you want to feel in your body today, to think about the fact that break room cookies might happen today, how on earth do you think that you're just automatically going to eat healthy and feel great at when you go to bed tonight and be like, wow, that was amazing. I did so good. So proud of myself. There's no way, no way. 10 out of 10 again are like, oh yeah, you're right. I won't, I'm not going to succeed today in the way that I want to. If I don't put a little bit of forethought to this, usually what our forethought looks like is we wake up filled with guilt and regret from yesterday. We think today has to be better. I have to do better today. I'm not, not going to give in to anything. And those, and additionally, what I kind of had running in the back of my mind was that those temptations just magically weren't going to show up for me today. It's like, A, I'm not giving in. And B, I'm pretty sure they just won't exist today. Like, I'm not going to run into that at all today, which never happens. They all, they always exist and your brain's always looking for them. So you have to set a plan for yourself and be thinking about this ahead of time. Okay, so later today, when, not if, when there's cookies in the break room, when it's nine o'clock and I'm on the couch trying to decompress from my day and my brain's like, you know what's gonna be amazing? All of the ice cream, how will I handle that? What is my plan? And additionally, how do I want to feel in my body? Like, how do I want to feel in my body after I have lunch? Do I want to feel weighed down and bloated? Mm, Probably not, because I actually have like a full work day (laughs) that I have to finish up. And then I have to pick up the kids and then I have to run them around to sports and then I have to clean the house. Like, yeah, no. So when you start putting thought to this and putting a plan to this, you are activating that part of your brain that wants to lose weight. You're putting it in charge for the first time. For the first time, it's gets it's getting to make decisions and guide you as opposed to just willy-nilly whatever happens. And that's when that toddler brain is always stepping in. And it really shows you. So part of the reason that we plan is because it really shows you once you have set your plan for the day. And then all of a sudden there is something tempting that pops up. It clearly shows you, okay, this is that other part of my brain acting up and being like, here's an opportunity. So you get to see what is it telling you in those moments? What emotions is it creating for you? What is your mindset around the break room cookies that's always resulting in you eating the cookies? 
What is going on in those moments? It's really important to know and understand because once you do, you can foresee it, you can anticipate it, you can prepare for it, and you can work through it. But you have to know what it is first. And simply saying, I'm not going to eat cookies anymore doesn't help. Okay, so the second pillar, second part that I work on with my clients is teaching the primitive brain, that toddler part of your brain, it's not in charge. It's not running the show. And we can actually train it much like you would a toddler. So if the toddler throws a fit for the candy bar, you want to over and over and over show it, you can throw a fit for this candy bar, but you're not getting a candy bar. And what happens is the brain really wants to be efficient. And once it learns that, okay, expending all of this energy over here doesn't get me a return, I get no return. I don't get a candy bar. It doesn't want to expend that energy anymore. It will stop asking. It will stop throwing a fit. It's wild, but it works. <laughs> and that's how you train your brain. It's how you teach it. That's how you show it. Okay, this is, this is what you were doing previously, and this is what we're going to do now. We're moving it over here. You can ask for the candy bar, but you don't get a candy bar. So keep asking if you want. <laughs> really, it, it doesn't want to expend energy that has no return. So it will really calm down. It will really quiet down. It will get to that place like Lucy was talking about today, where it's just like calm and confident and easy. And the brain's not talking about food all the time and looking to food to solve problems. Because you're teaching it, I solve the problems, food doesn't. And asking for food, telling me to eat food, doesn't get you the food either. <laughs> it's amazing, you guys, okay? Um, and then the last pillar, the last piece, is I like to say everyone who comes to me is learning a new sport or a new instrument. Because I think we've all done one of those two things before in our lives and we know what that feels like. We know that in the beginning, we're not very good at it. We have to kind of learn and understand new concepts. We have to practice them. We have to fail at them. And in weight loss, there's such a stigma around failure. When we diet and we fail, like either the scale doesn't go down, we eat something that's off the plan, we overdo it on the points, we usually give up. <sighs> There's like there, if we've failed that one time, that means that this just isn't working and we need to move on. And really failure isn't the enemy, it's how the brain learns. And I want all of, I want you and all of my clients understand this. This is how the brain learns. Failure isn't the end. It's a part of the journey. So, you know, you think about learning a new sport, you're going to miss the ball. You're going to miss the shot. You're going to be really bad. 
And no athlete or aspiring athlete is like, oh, well, I guess I should give up. And additionally, no coach is like, you suck. You should quit. (laughs) They're like, you just keep going. This is part of it. It's the same thing with weight loss. You just keep going. This is part of it. You're going to fail. Your brain's not going to understand. It's It's trying to learn something new. You have to just keep evaluating and moving forward and what's the next best step and practicing what is working for you. So again, today's coaching call, um, one of my clients was like, I kind of looked back because I tell all of them, evaluate what's working, what's not working. What do I want to practice? What do I need to practice? I'm going to practice the things that are working and I'm going to have awareness around the things that are not working. She said, I just looked back at um, my you know, the, when I was, when I'm dropping weight, what's working, she's like, I make my plan every day. And I know that that works. So I keep doing that. And that's what it's really about. It's like, okay, that works. (sighs) Yes. Keep doing that. Practice that more. So if you hit an amazing shot, when you're gripping your tennis racket this way, and you're moving your feet that way, Keep doing that. Keep practicing that. That's what you want to practice over and over and over again. That's how your brain learns. And that's how all of a sudden in a month or two, you just do it automatically. You don't have to think about it. That's how weight loss is. That's how training our brain is. Crazy, you guys. Crazy, crazy. So all of those, once you put those into action, you really start implementing them in your life and in your weight loss journey, the weight can just come off. It doesn't have to be this slow thing or this really painful struggle. Now there, there might be those times where the weight doesn't come off, but it can really come off very quickly. A lot of my clients will lose five pounds their first week. They're just like, wow, This is totally different. My brain is picking this up completely differently than it ever has with any diet. You get to this place where it is effortless, where this is how your brain operates now. It doesn't do what it was doing before or what it's doing now for anyone who's listening. It doesn't do that anymore. It does this other thing. And you have chosen that thing consciously, intentionally, and practiced it. And now that's what your brain does and it's effortless and you're not thinking about food anymore. Weight loss, that makes sense. We hear this a lot. Like this is the first thing that makes sense. It's not this arbitrary list of foods or me telling you what you can and can't eat or counting points. It's like, oh, this is taking it to this much deeper place and it makes so much sense. And it's just, I understand it and I see how this is going to work and how this is going to play out for myself and how I'm going to be able to make this a lifelong change. This is also how we get to a place where we're losing weight without restricting and without dieting. There's no need to cut a bunch of foods out of your life. or be on a diet forever because you can get your brain to a place where it's just not asking for food all the time, where it can walk away from break room cookies. 
where it can be on the couch at night and not want to eat. That is totally possible. Real freedom with food, like going to a buffet and selectively being like, this is what I want to eat and everything else I don't want to eat instead of feeling completely out of control. And that buffet can be metaphorical. (sighs) That can be your kitchen at night. That can be the break room cookies. It can be an actual buffet, but where you actually have control, you have real freedom with food. You have a choice. Okay. So that's what I want for you all. And it's completely achievable to get yourself to this place where break room cookies are not a big deal. Okay. All right. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. If you love what you heard on the show, if you're done with dieting, restriction, deprivation, and willpower, and you want to make a permanent change to your weight and your life, Join the waitlist to work with me. You can do that at bit.ly backslash call waitlist. That's bit.ly backslash call waitlist.